0: Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. For HR Daily Advisors, HR Diversity Week, I'm joined by Vicky Salemi, a career expert at Monster. Vicky, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So Monster recently conducted a poll on LGBTQ identity in the workplace, and the survey found that 34% of workers self-identify as LGBTQ, though most workers estimate that their workforce's population is less than 2%. So clearly there's a disconnect between the presence of LGBTQ workers and whether or not their co-workers are aware of them. Kind of just stepping out of the gate, were there any findings from the survey
1: that surprised you? Yes. I'm so glad that you're covering this topic. One of the things that really popped out at me was that the vast majority of workers, 76 percent, so basically three out of four workers, say that their employer does not offer an employee resource or support group for LGBTQ employees. So that was super high hopefully that will be diminished in the future for more companies to offer support groups. Right. Speaking
0: of ERGs and support groups, do you have any advice on how leaders can build a more
1: inclusive space or even just like start developing an ERG? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. They can focus on asking employees like what they want to get out of it. Like not only having the ERG, but the next step then is how do you develop it? How do you maintain it? And how do you make it really robust and inclusive? Because the thing is you don't only want people in that community to be part of it. I mean, I worked in corporate, I was part of the women's group. And we're like, where are the men or the people that identify as men? Where are the allies? (laughs) Where are the allies? So you want to make it inclusive completely. But I think, you know, to start is to figure out, okay, what do we want this to look like in terms of what's our budget? Are we going to have lunch and lunch? Even if we don't have a budget, maybe we meet every Friday for breakfast or what does this look like? Do we have a speaker? Do we have a spotlight on different people in the group to talk about their experiences? How can our employer become more LGBTQ friendly and inclusive, safe and comfortable and most importantly, equal? So, you know, have initiatives. But I think getting back to your question, Matt, it's just starting it and just saying, this is lacking. Let's begin. Begin from day one and just say, okay, as of this date, we're going to start this. And even if it has one person, then we'll have two. And then also promote it internally and put gusto around it. And so people know that it exists and people can start going to events, make it online, make it accessible as well. Make it virtual, make it in person, do what they can do to build, not only have it and have a presence, but really make it interactive, engaging, and inclusive. Definitely.
0: And so since it's June, since it's Pride Month, we've seen a lot of companies kind of like increase their visual and advertised sort of support for the LGBTQ community. And ERGs are just one method to continue that inclusion internally. But do you have any advice on how they can
1: extend inclusion in a meaningful way beyond just Pride Month? Yes. Well, they can offer training sessions. That's diversity and inclusion beyond Pride Month. And that's the thing is that it should not just be a June initiative. It should be a 12 month year round initiative. Another thing is leadership representation in terms of having people in the leadership team that are diverse and that do represent the LGBTQ community. So people feel like they not only employees, but new hires and job candidates. For their job can say okay well this leadership team i can identify with this leadership team i can become a leader here if you can see it you can be it and i don't want to misquote. I forget who said that quote. It wasn't Vicky Salami, it was someone else that I've seen in many, many memes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, have training, have inclusive language. Look at the employee handbook and decide: okay, is this word still applicable? You know, if you're having a summer picnic and you're saying bring your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, or wife, maybe today, you know, bring your partner, bring your loved one, make it inclusive, have more broad language, and also look at again, look at the employee handbook to see, you know, how can you make Start with the language as well, and like, how can you make it much more inclusive?
0: Speaking toward language, I saw that the poll found that seventy-nine percent of workers are never asked for their pronouns when first meeting coworkers. And asking people for their pronouns is like a very basic step in creating inclusive language. So, what are some best practices for incorporating that into your company culture?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just back up. What's interesting with pronouns is that you know employees should be given the option to disclose pronouns. So, to put that into your culture. You can leave that decision up to the employee. And something that we're seeing at Monster is that employees may volunteer their pronouns through passive means, and that could be email signatures, social media profiles, and things like that. That's so cool. So I was reading a... 2020 McKinsey report
0: that provided some best practices for LGBTQ inclusion in the workplace. So some of the highlights that they had were to create structural support for trans employees, stamp out inappropriate behavior, make sure that your LGBTQ employees don't feel isolated from the outset, and improve career progression opportunities and promote inclusivity in remote working environments. Do you have any other best practices that you would add to that list?
1: Yes. You know, it's interesting. As you're talking, I should have been taking notes because those are really <laughs> and another one is oh i just remembered what it is you can create a tip line meaning by looking at your employee handbook to you know you want to stomp out bad behavior and you also want to support and put a spotlight on positive rape behavior that should be emulated and continued so you can have you know in the employee handbook make it you know discriminatory and with behavioral ramifications behind it if someone is disrespectful or Not showing equality or again, just respect to someone who's LGBTQ in the workplace, similar to like sexual harassment policies, like update your policies to outlaw bad behavior so it's in writing in an HR manual. And then you can take it a step further and perhaps have an anonymous hotline where anyone can report bad behavior and their name is not associated to reporting it. And then you can have a third party investigate that behavior. This way, everyone's an ally. Whether or not you are in the LGBTQ community or not, and you could say, well, I saw this happen to my colleague, and here's the date, and this is what I saw, and this is what happened, and then some third party can investigate it, and then there could be ramifications against, let's say, that person who was disrespectful. you know, that also just shows a level of commitment for the company to support their employees because the ultimate thing is in addition to, of course, equality and respect in the workplace and inclusivity, you want companies should offer, you know, a safe and comfortable place where people can work and be their most authentic selves and show up they're in their most authentic self and um, build those workplace connections. And also this leads to productivity and morale and happiness and satisfaction on the job, but for to know that their employer has their back.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like that's a huge step to feeling safe in the workplace, especially to feel safe enough to be your authentic self. I think your survey also found that about 9% of workers identifying as LGBTQ are out in their personal life, but not at work. So if you don't have the means with which to kind of create that sort of tip line, what other ways do you think you could show that you're um, like a safe and accepting
1: workspace? Yeah, I think it leads, you know, goes back to relationships and it could stem from a boss meeting with teams together and also individually saying like, I'm here for you. If you ever see anything that you need support with, or you need help, you know, if you're calling out bad behavior, or if you want to be, say an ally and how we can be more involved with the ERGs or what can we do within our own group? You know, think grassroots, think mm-hmm. how we could start from, you know, as colleague, peer to peer or manager to their direct reports, and then work your way up through the organization as well. But it's really important for workers because they're not necessarily working directly with the CEO or the HR director who's administering these policies. They're working with their boss, their manager, and their colleagues to make it safe in their immediate group and their work family.
0: Yeah. And the way you were talking about that also reminded me of like part of grassroots, Like a lot of the effort comes down to educating people, the people around you. And you had mentioned training opportunities earlier to make a more inclusive environment. What would those training exercises look like potentially?
1: You know, I think it involves incorporating the company culture. So let's say the culture is really super transparent. You know, it's showing them this is just the wording that we should be using and the respect that we should have. And also going back to the corporate culture to to tie it all together. But just really, I think just the fact that they're having training and it shouldn't just be a one and done thing. It could be annual. It could be semi-annual and they could have different topics throughout the year. And it doesn't have to be super long and it could even be online. Of course, in person might be better for to have interaction and support, but just to create training sessions and an engine around it to show, okay, this is what equality looks like. This is what respect looks like. This is community. And I want to take a moment to talk about equitable pay. So it's really important to show everyone, including the LGBTQ community at work, that they're getting paid fairly for their work. And it's not based on any external factor, you know, based on their gender identity, sexual orientation, like if this is based on their work. So equitable pay should be at the forefront of these conversations.
0: Yeah, pay equity has been making headlines as um, states have been taking steps to create more laws to make pay more transparent and equitable. And that kind of brings me to what you had mentioned earlier about creating a space where even new hires can feel safe to be themselves. And I know that pay transparency is a huge draw for people searching for jobs, as is um, company culture. And we've talked a lot about incorporating inclusion into company culture. On the side of recruiting, how do you kind of display that for potential hires?
1: Yeah, and I'm a former corporate recruiter, and I could say for potential hires, you know, from in your job ads. A monster we're seeing, even during the pandemic and post-pandemic, companies were very transparent in terms of this is where their job is located, or, you know, we don't know. Right now it's, you know, it's hybrid approach, but it may change. Or So I think it's important, you know, you put wording and language into the job description that, you know, 100% we support diversity and inclusion 100%. And here are the initiatives that we put forth to support this. Here's our ERG group for the LGBTQ. Here are our events. We do training programs. To show that even as early as the job description, it could be their social media feeds. You know, here's an event that we did. We all volunteered together. So it's, I think, through a variety of means. It's talking to the candidates during the interview process as well. You know, they might have posters in their office. It could be actually in addition, like what the office looks like in terms of maybe they have a bulletin board, the kudos board, you know, where they congratulate employees for not only their work, but their participation in an equitable and inclusive environment. So maybe it's photos from an event that they had or something that they did, an initiative that could be really great, not only for the workers, but for the job seekers to see, oh, wow, you know, they're living it, they're doing it, they're leading by example, and they're proud of it. And they're showing this pride, for lack of a better word, through all of these initiatives. And they're really, not only are they talking about it, but they're talking about it like passionately. And also what are the next steps? So it's incredible to say, this is what we're doing to show job seekers like, yes, and this is our leadership representation and as well. So they know that they have a career path to promotion and leadership at this company and they don't discriminate, but also like, what are the next steps for them? Let's say they just launched a new ERG. What are the plans for the next 12 months, the next two years, the next five years? So it's like, okay, what are the plans now, but also in the future, are you going to expand? What are you doing? You know, and things like that. And job seekers may be asking, okay, how do you make this an inclusive workspace? And if it's remote as well, how do you reach out to those workers, especially the new hires, so they don't feel isolated? Maybe someone's assigned a buddy or a mentor within the LGBTQ group, the ERG group. I should say LGBTQ plus. Sorry, I don't want to unintentionally living off the plus. But yeah, so I think it's important to think about how you're going to communicate this to job seekers for any initiative that you have. It's important for companies to think about their marketing and also, you know, online presence and what they talk about during the interviews and also to make themselves accessible to any answers that the job seekers may have.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of a lot of other things we've touched on in our in our conversation, just like the subtle ways of like, maybe you have your pronouns in your signature and the commitment over a long period of time, being able to show that through your social media, through your initiatives, through that like longer term plan that
1: you had kind of expanded on for like ERG groups. Yes, exactly. That, because that's the thing, it's not just when we're talking this now, your podcast here in June, but it's also, okay, beyond June.
0: Yeah, because the big concept of true diversity, equity, inclusion, it's it's not just about a month, it's not just about one group of people, it's about the intersectionality of it all, making sure that everyone has a seat at a table and feels welcome and and safe to be there.
1: Right, exactly. And the key word here is everyone and safe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So since this episode airs on Fridays, I would love to know what you're looking forward to this weekend
1: sleep honestly <laughs> I do I've been traveling so I'm just looking to resting because I find that I go 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 24 7 during the week and I love my work and so my brain doesn't shut off so I'm just going to rest actually I'm going to spinning I love spinning so I need to sweat and I need to exercise and let my mind just dance and work out.
0: yeah totally because you, you get the good endorphins out your mind is on something other than work and rest takes a lot of forms so it doesn't always mean sleeping too
1: <laughs> this is true thank you <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course. No, I feel you. Going to the gym is a huge part of like my de-stressing mechanisms too. So I feel you. Yeah, thanks, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, of course, Vicki. And that covers everything that I wanted to talk to you about today. So thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It's really been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me. for has great talking. Of
0: course. Again, I'm Maddie Collins and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.